I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 588 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. Peter Goodwin joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Peter is an entrepreneur and founder of Groove Life. He has a wildly fascinating story from his adventurous life as an outdoor adventure guide in Alaska to flying planes and starting his company, Groove Life, which has really just exploded in popularity with its silicone rings. Groove Life is so much more than just their famous silicone rings that has expanded to include an incredible array of products, uh, both for men and women, including belts, watch bands, and so much more. You may have seen Groove Life's rings on some famous athletes, such as UFC fighter Michael Chandler, who I had the pleasure of interviewing right here on First Class Fatherhood. Michael Chandler put me in touch with Peter Goodwin. I'm so glad that he did. Our conversation is straight ahead, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Peter Goodwin was recorded on video. It is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the Groove Life founder and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And First Class Fatherhood has been on fire lately. If you've missed out on some of my most recent episodes, you got to flip it back and check some of them out, including legendary comedian Steve Harvey, who stopped by, Dr. Oz, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, stopped by for his second interview, uh, actor Josh Peck of Drake and Josh, former police commissioner in New York City, Bernard Carrick was here. So go through the archives of the show and check out all the dads who joined me here recently. And make sure you get over to my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all the upcoming guest announcements. Don't forget my new book based on this podcast right here, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, is now available for pre-order over on Amazon, Target, and other outlets. The link to the pre-orders is down there in the description of today's podcast episode. If you're enjoying First Class Fatherhood, please consider hitting me with a rating review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Peter Goodwin. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Peter Goodwin. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks, Alec. Really appreciate you having me on. All right. Well, let's start it like this here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have four kids. They are all about 20 months apart, four, six, eight, and 10. Um, they, at one point, we had four children under five years, five years and under. Don't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I got four kids myself. I got three boys and a girl. What kind of breakup do you got? I've got the oldest is a boy and the rest are girls. So a lot of estrogen flowing. Okay. Yeah. I got the reverse <laughs> of you there. If you could, Peter, please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm the CEO and founder of Groove Life. We're a direct to consumer and in retail uh, active lifestyle accessory brand. We started with silicone rings. We've expanded into watch bands and belts and wallets. We, uh, this is the second act for me. I was an adventure hunting, fishing, mountain guide in Alaska for the first 15 years of my career. Stumbled on direct, uh, you know, digital commerce and selling online. And so this is act number two. I'm five years in. I'm 41 years old. 
Well, listen, you've had a, a tremendous amount of success with it. So bring me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey here then. I think you said your oldest was 10. So about how old were you? I guess uh, what, 31 or so when yep. you first had a, became a dad. And how did that experience kind of shift your perspective on life? Yeah, so before before I became a dad, I, I wouldn't say I've been – I'm not very materialistic. I'm, I'm more about the experience kind of being born and raised in Alaska. You're not – you know, things don't really matter. Experiences, everything. So, um, when I, but so money was just, you know, it was, I, I lived the guide life. My wife was a veterinarian. She made most of the money for the family at the time. But when my son was born, I'm talking the, I call it the alarm of provision went off in my head. And my wife's like, Hey, I kind of want to be at home more. And I'm like, you know, we, if you stop working, my guide career doesn't provide what we want for our family. So, I had to get real serious about money and about business real quick. And uh, that was a huge, huge, you know, I think every man can relate. You know, I'm, I'm sure women feel this to a certain extent. But as a man, providing for the little that little tyke is, uh, you know, it's just it's just all consuming. And it wasn't any different for me. So it really grew um, caused me to grow up in a lot of ways. Yeah, very well said, Peter. And one of the things uh, talking about starting a business and going in a different direction, one of the things from a lot of the dads that kind of feel like they're stuck in a job that they hate, but they're right. afraid to make that pivot because they do have a family that they're responsible for. So they're afraid of making that kind of move away from their job and letting their family down and not being able to provide the support that they need. So what kind of advice do you have for the dad that is stuck in a job he can't stand, but he would love to pivot and start a business, become an entrepreneur? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll tell you this, that that's no real excuse. And what I mean by that is, you know, ultimately you need to provide for your family. You, most people that have a job, there's so much extra time. And I mean, I worked, I was so driven to succeed and in, in, in provide better for my family. So a little, little background. I was in the guiding business. Uh, we were always in the black, but barely. We had no consistency in our income year to year because it depends on the economy if people come to Alaska or not and spend whatever on a trip. So, uh, we, I just want to provide that consistent income to my family. And so I worked, man, I worked nights and weekends. And I mean, I was always working. And what's cool is that nowadays we can't, you get on YouTube, you can learn anything about anything. I mean, it is an absolute PhD in anything you want to learn. So I think I'd say make the leap, but do it as a side hustle and, um, you know, and, and don't, don't be obviously, uh, scared about it just go do it and there is um that that's what that's just my model that i did i didn't i didn't quit my job and then start over i think you could get in trouble doing that but that's my advice yeah good stuff and and i know michael chandler the ufc fighter first class father himself i had him on the program here uh he put me in touch with you who was the first at the beginning of this what was kind of like the first person that you got or uh, a person of note to jump on board with the silicone ring and, and got really groove, groove life you know really started like what was the at, at the genesis of this whole thing what was the moment that really took it to the next level so we so the basic business principles here that I flow through is uh, I have a filter for is that whatever your product is, it, you know, don't don't invent something that no one's buying and, you know, improve on something that's already has market velocity. It's the Apple model, right? They don't they don't invent anything new. They just make it better and cleaner and they sell it to the masses. So um, for us, it was make a better product that was already out there. We put grooves on the inside of the rings, made it breathable. And then we sold it to an underserved niche, right? So at that time, there was other silicone ring brands 
and we uh, we served uh, the hunting, fishing, outdoor, mountain climbing community. So when we pa- we partnered with wasn't necessarily an influencer; it was other brands licensing through Cryptech, uh, Mossy Oak, and Realtree, and these other brands. And then we went NFL, NCAA. Uh, we kind of so the the premise is who has your audience, and how do you partner with them to expose your brand to that audience? Because they've done all the heavy lifting building that brand, that audience. How do you do that? And so. Um, that that those partnerships with those companies really helped us go to the next level. And then I, secondarily, expanding outside of rings into belts um, has been a, is a big jump for us. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, very cool. And let me bring it back into you as a dad here for a minute. Like I said, I got four kids like you for my wife and I going from two to three. Uh, that was the most difficult challenge for us as far as the number of kids that we had. That first year of having three kids felt like one long day continued. Uh, what would you consider to be the most challenging for you as far as going from which number of kid to which? Yeah, three to four. Everybody says, hey, once you have three, four is no, 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 uh, no problem. It's a lie from hell. Uh, four, <laughs> what, four was the atomic bomb, you know, that came in. Um, just because we had so many, you know, uh, in, in a short amount of time. So my, and I'll, and I'll transition here with the family is that there's, um, I follow a guy named Josh Straub. He has a, a, a business and called famous at home. And that's, that's my KPI for life is I really want to be a good dad and be a good husband. We can make money and, um, do all these things. But if we're, if, when we're laying on our beds at 80 years old and we look back at our, our life, we are not going to be thinking we, we should work more or we should make more money. We're going to be, did we engage with our children? Did we provide a safe emotional space for them? Um, those are the things kind of that I filter my decisions through, even when we were broke, right? I mean, six years ago, we, we were we were pretty much broke. And um, now that our financial situation has changed, my, my real KPI for life hasn't. And I always say when we die within uh maybe 30 years nobody will remember who we are their grandkids maybe uh maybe have distant memories but everything we work for will go to nothing except for the relationships we built in this life will carry on through forever um and, and you can change the like you know the 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 trajectory of your family's lineage and life for 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 generations if you uh, are a hero at home and so um, that's what I'm passionate about. That's why, you know, when you when they reached out and said, you know, the fatherhood podcast, I mean, I was in because this I love talking about this more than I do business. You know. Yeah, I hear you on that. I'm the same way. And I wanted to uh, jump on one thing that you said before about how now on YouTube you could get a Ph.D. in just about anything. I find that to be true as well. I mean, I had a, a side hustle with a vending machine business that I started up. And when something went wrong with the machines, I was able to just go on YouTube and find out how to make the fix. And uh, one thing I ask a lot of the entrepreneurs that have found success, and I'm curious because you have four kids yourself, and I know it's a little bit ways away yet, but what is your opinion on college right now in this country? Uh, What is the importance of sending kids to college? Do they need to have a college degree to be successful? And how do you feel about that with your kids down the line? Okay, so um, I, I have 200 people that work for me directly and, and a lot more, you know, uh, vendors and whatnot. We, we do not ask where people go to college. We don't care where you went to college. Um, if you have a lot of college, we kind of have a red flag of like, why did you go to so much college? Um, college is necessary for the professional, deg- uh, you know, aspect of our society, doctors and lawyers. My wife's a veterinarian. She's highly educated. Um, but for the, for the most part, college uh, and i think by the time my kids get to college it will be even less relevant 
Google and Facebook don't even require a, fa a college education anymore. We definitely don't. Here's what we need. We need more people that know how to solve problems. They look at they look at a situation like their own finances and they figure out how to make money online. They go to YouTube. They're problem initiators. They initiate the problem and then they solve it. Uh, they're humble enough to accept wisdom. They're secure enough to receive instruction. Those are the people that will excel and be the next millions and billionaires. And in fact, I would argue that they already are. Um, I don't know a ton of highly educated millionaires. I know a ton of dropout high school and college kids that are making money hand over fist. And in the tech industry, I mean, all of the main tech, tech guys all dropped out of college. So I think I think college education is good. If you know where you're going, if you're going for a communications degree or an MRS degree or to a party degree, you're really cheapening your uh, your prospects in life. I think you'll be very disappointed with um, how things are going to turn out in the new world, especially Web3 and everything that's going on. Yeah, I, I agree with your philosophy there. And it's funny because it seems like most of the people that recommend you go to college are people that are working jobs they don't like. And when I bring up when, when I bring on these guys that have just really smoked it, you, you know, the, the the Grant Cardones and all these guys, I mean, they, they were all on the same board with your philosophy. It seems like this new generation here, uh, I, I think there's so many other ways uh, to, to make money and to hustle that uh, it, it's awesome that the opportunity is there to everybody. You have a phone, you're in the game now. So it, it really ha it has changed around a lot. And what, what about as far as obviously to have a successful business like you do, uh, you got to be uh, self-disciplined. Discipline is an important part of that. But what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? It's very similar. My parents were, um, you know, we, we, they used the Bible as the basis of their discipline action. So they spanked us with a, you know, with a, with a rod or a spoon or whatever. But my, they so my my house was very emotionally safe. Like I knew my parents loved me. They were not, you know, you know, disciplining me out of anger. That's what I strive to as a dad is never discipline out of anger. And that's hard. I mean, you got four kids screaming at you um, and they're yelling, and they're, you know, hitting each other with the thing. You know, it's just kids like they're just being crazy, um, especially if you're working from home. It can be a very big stress. But the, I have I, I always try to surround myself with successful people. So um, I have very successful families. When I say successful families, like their children are who I want my children similar, you know, to end up like. And their big advice is just never discipline and anger. So whether it doesn't matter how you discipline, in, in a sense, it really matters. Is your house an emotional, emotionally safe place? Um, and I'm reading this book. It's an amazing book. It's uh, Hold Your Children Close. But it's the psychology of your child comes out of the womb looking to orientate itself. Where's north, right? And the parents, they cling to it just like a duckling does. Boom. A duckling will imprint on a dog. It'll imprint on anything. The child's the same way. Imprints on his family. The reason we lose our children in middle school and high school is they start to orientate on their peers instead of the family. And a lot of times it's because the family unit is not safe emotionally. So they're looking outside of that. So that's my goal as a father. As a disciplinarian, there is right and wrong. And uh, absolutely. Um, and but we try to discipline in love and then maintain that safe emotional space. So I'll give you a real quick story. My dad used to, you know, he'd spank, spank us. Uh, he would never spank us in the moment. He would send us to our room for 10 minutes. Everybody calms down. Come in. What happened? Yes, I, I agree. I was wrong. Uh, we would have a, a spanking. And and then he would leave. He would come back in and he would hold me and tell me I was a good boy, but I, I chose to do a bad thing. 
And so he separated my identity from my actions, which is, oh my goodness, I think that's a real, it's so important. So I think you carry that the rest of your life. So how you discipline your children is very, very important. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's okay to use love and hate in the same sentence in a sense of, I love you, but I hate this decision you've made. You know, I love you, but I hate these kids you're hanging around with. Or, you know, this way, at least they get a chance to know what you love and what you hate. And I like what you say there, too, about separating the identity uh, from the decision. So, uh, yeah, and and let me get back into the groove life here just for a second. A lot of the dads out there listening, looking for a gift for the wife a birthday, whatever it may be coming up uh, down the line, Mother's Day. What's the go-to product that seems to be successful or really, really liked by the women uh, that buy Groove Life or guys that have testified that they've gotten this gift for their wife? What do you suggest for the dads out there to get for their wives? The the Groove Aspire line, you know, there are all these different designs women love to accessorize. So Groove Aspire, Groove Rings in general, the women love. They, you know, they're, they're stackable grooves, but... Um, don't forget the guys, we have, we have the best selling belt on Amazon. So in the world, I'd say, so, uh, don't, don't, you know, treat yourself as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what about for the future here, Peter, what, what kind of plans or goals, what kind of, you have new products and development here. What's the goal? What's the future here at a groove life? Yeah. Our, our desire is to be the Patagonia of accessories. We don't have any private equity or any funding behind us. We're, we're kind of captains of our own ship. We are having a ton of fun. Like I said, we don't, uh, we could outsource most of our employees, but we don't. We love people building a culture here in Tennessee uh, around our products and adventure and aspiring people to, to adventure, reflecting God and how we are excellent in what we do. Those are the things we want to grow, groove into. So we have uh, we want to be we want to own the accessory space, uh, high quality products. Um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun and making new products and making money. Yeah. Awesome stuff. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Yeah. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, If I'm looking back and going to give myself advice, it would be um, the pressure is about to intensify with, you know, as, as a as a human being and your responsibility for another human being. And that is that is by design. So embrace this the stripping away of self and be, um, you know, be who you wanted your dad to be. If your dad did not give you a great example of what, who you could be, assess that, uh, look at that, find a coach, you know, it doesn't have to be a professional coach, find other families that are successful, ask them how to be a good father. And you can change the legacy, the dynasty of your family trajectory. But, um, so, yeah, the pressure's good, and just embrace it and find wise people to uh, to go with you on this journey because it's a journey, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. Very well said. I love the message. It's been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Peter Goodwin, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Really appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Peter Goodwin for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Hat tip to Michael Chandler for putting me in touch with Mr. Goodwin. I'm so glad that he did. I really enjoyed that conversation. Don't forget, First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads is now available for pre-order over on Amazon. So if you want to help support the podcast here, 
Go grab yourself a copy. Book will be launching on April 12th. I can't tell you how excited I am. A lot of hard work has gone into it. You'll be hearing in the book from so many of the dads you heard from right here on the podcast itself. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.